0: Hey everybody, Rob North here from the Thieves, Rogues, and Renegades podcast. Just saying that if you like what we do and you'd like to support us financially and get access to exclusive content, you can go to patreon.com slash trrpod. As always, hold fast and on with the show. for about five six years now we've been doing this quite a while we've gone full battle rattle many many times we've had many uh piratical adventures together but we have never pulled pirate moves quite like that group in bristol england (laughs) that yanked down the edward colston statue and tossed it in the fucking
1: counterpoint counterpoint Every pirate we've covered so far dealt in slaves. <laughs>
0: Fair. Oh. Like
1: it was the, every pirate we covered, like that was all human cargo. <laughs> Fair.
0: Like modern pirate moves, twenty first century pirate moves.
1: That's what, like I am oh. the captain now. Like that kind of pirate.
0: I stand corrected. <laughs> Can we stop recording and start the episode again? Because know <laughs> I was like an ass. Jesus, <laughs>
2: now, my, um, my favorite I, part
1: about throwing the Colston statue it, into the... And now
2: it already goes, um, <laughs> dare I say, south.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's been three months. But, uh, yeah, my favorite part of the, the Colston statue is that uh, a bunch of its skinheads tried to pull it back out. With a pool skimmer! <laughs> <laughs> well, that, like, they keep falling back in. Well, I mean, I get how you would get it up, because it, at the end of the day, it's a hollow statue, and underwater, things weigh less. But
0: it's still 1,000 it, pounds of bronze. Once it gets to stuff. the
1: surface of the water, it's 1,000 pounds again, so these guys are hoisting up, and if, it's and not like... UK
3: white supremacists, the average weight of them is 84 pounds soaking wet. Oh, it's
1: tremendous, but like, as soon as they get up to the top, they'd heave, and like, it's not, the, the river's not close to no. where, because like, like the river, there's a lot of difference. it. it there's a lot of tidal movement.
3: It's a so deadlifter
2: 10 feet straight. It was up at the least air. 10
1: vertical feet, and they and just kept falling. I have to correct you.
2: It's not 84 pounds, it's nine stone. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, I stand corrected, good sir.
3: Corrected by a man who in 2020 is wearing a, and I love this, Degeneration X suck it jersey.
1: Generation X knows no time hey, frame. Hey. They are, yeah, it's hey. number sixty nine. Number sixty nine
3: because what
0: nice. is that number?
3: It's
1: like a nice. sex number. Yeah. By the way,
0: thank you. thank you, Michael, for making a physical move to display that when we are recording. <laughs> it was for Kyle.
1: It was not for your. It was not just oh, for I our listeners. It. I had noticed it. Been <laughs>
0: very appreciated. Thank you for acting physically, so we had to narrate it.
3: My middle school was summed up by that jersey.
0: <laughs> would, yeah, yeah, like hey, 14
1: I, years yeah, old, had, be like, I, I want to say, "Suck it too." Hey, suck it! Girl, I, I had that. to
2: bring it out for the first episode. <laughs> like,
1: take that, Miss Soltes.
0: <laughs> 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 All right. Oh my god. Three Six. months of quarantine, and we're. Back finally. Yeah, Jeez. man,
1: it's been it's been uh, probably not maybe more than ninety days since we last recorded. It's
0: it's been long. It's been a long time. It's been too long. I haven't heard the stroke, and that was not the case before.
1: We missed we missed so much, like just like the the, the news cycle at the beginning of the Rona before the lockdowns and shit. We missed so much. Like whenever um, Rudy Gobert was like licking microphones and shit, making jokes <laughs> about, it. and then he got and then he just and he, ruined the NBA.
0: What play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. Then all his thing.
1: teammates kept getting it, and I think it was because they were having raw sex with him. Yes. <laughs> hey, look, that man—he was—he was touching up on everything. Yeah.
0: You have any support statement. But yeah, we're finally back. All He's French. We're finally back. All in the kitchen studio together. Yes,
3: uh, the Rona is gone. It is completely finished. We Much like Vietnam, we have yeah. decided Same. we're everything bored with is it. Completely fine, and I don't have a mask in my back pocket, and nothing is out of normal.
0: You have a beard and pubic hair.
3: <laughs> I have a beard and pubic
0: hair. This is a problem. If that's that, not a sign, things have gone to hell. I just thought he was and doing now Chris
2: it's my turn. <laughs> and, and guys, now it's my turn to narrate. Now he actually looks like Hans Gruber. <laughs> I mean, I did, it, it, eventually we're going to get a web page and you're going to actually see him. And he actually looks like Alan Rickman. And he looks even more like Alan Rickman as he sips his drink right now. I mean, he's getting ready.
1: He to... looks like Alan Rickman in the way Alan Rickman thought that he sounded American and diehard. Yes. <laughs>
2: yes. Oh, God, no. Please, God, no. <laughs>
0: I
1: don't play villains, <laughs> I play very interesting people <laughs> uh, Rest in peace, Rickman yeah, uh, amen. Yeah. amen,
0: amen The boys are back, the four guys, it's Steve's Rogues, and Renegades Welcome back, everybody, I'm Rob North
1: I am your co-host, Chris Miller I am Michael Ernett.
3: I have no fucking clue, uh, my notebook says Kyle Graper That Kyle sounds Graper right wins. Kyle
0: Graper with a beard, everybody
1: it's adorable Kyle. oh it's, it's been
0: it's so good to be back thank you, you everybody for bearing with us because we could not record for quarantine we tried to do it remotely and I mean again that we are a developing operation the two of us have been out of work over the course of this and getting it getting a situation set up where we could record remotely to the, to the an appropriate quality was sort of
2: out of reach for us during this and to be fair kicking the
3: patreon and we will build the studio
2: (laughs) right and to be fair i was busy keeping mexicans out of georgia (laughs) which is ironic wait a minute now (laughs) now, wait a minute (laughs) (laughs) which which is really ironic because my (laughs) daughter-in-law is a full-on first generation mexican who lives in Georgia? I don't know this context and that concerns So what you're me.
0: saying is you didn't do that good of a Okay. You know what? We're gonna move on. <laughs> we're gonna move on.
1: I didn't realize they were starting the border wall in Georgia.
0: Michael has not committed That's, any crimes. That, Please
2: ignore that statement. This is a that son of a
0: bitch. You we're know, recovering. We no,
2: no. I, <laughs> I, I have to I actually have to say this. I I work for a company that does work with Department of Homeland Security and we make command trailers.
3: Please keep your donations coming
2: <laughs> for for US border protection. And about the middle of the pandemic, we put out a command unit that was sent to College Park, Georgia. No, I get. Look, look, I get it. When we're working with border patrol, the we're most doing, famous border yeah. crossing yeah. point. Uh, Listen,
1: Florida. if I was in Georgia, I would definitely want to protect my border with Florida because I do not want them getting out. That is
3: fair.
0: It's, well, I, I did. <laughs> the official stance, to be uh, fair, the Georgia Running Games does not, not necessarily border match, border. match <laughs> the individual
3: opinions of any member. No, that, that is the Gaza
0: Strip of Dixie. <laughs> Holy
1: shit. <laughs> This has gone completely off the rails. Anyway, Padre...
0: let this back. Hey.
2: Anyway. <laughs> now he's not strong enough. Oh, Lord. I'm sure you were no, going no, no, somewhere with no. this, Mike. My, my, my only my explanation was... Every other one goes El Paso, Miami, Lake Placid. Look, I get all those places. And then we get... We're building a wall in College Park, Georgia... <laughs> And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, my son and my daughter-in-law—they live in Georgia. Yeah, she's Mexican. It
1: was just for her. We're doing it individually. Yeah. If they can't get them all at once, they're going to go <laughs> one going by
0: one, one <laughs> right after another. Is your paid shop just right, Go Bulldogs on the side?
2: Or... <laughs> the revolution well, starts in making. That's how you camouflage it. Uh. Make no, no.
3: America awkward for Thanksgiving dinners again
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes yes because we haven't been to that point yet Kyle oh yeah it's just been all nothing right. it's all been right.
1: easy streets in 16.
0: all right this train left the track 15 minutes ago yeah we actually we hard. actually
1: have something we do want to talk yes, about yes
0: so the subject today we're talking about and, and it, man when we thought when this systematic decided on this subject, breakdown of the <laughs> when, we, when we decided on this subject we didn't think we'd have three months to sit on it so it was... Uh, that's, that's oddly... No, 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 that's no, no, no. some no, it's phrasing it's for... It's fine. Get your, get, your, get your mind out of the gutter and in out. It's, out just, of phrasing it's all phrasing for the, the name. It's yeah. all in the gutter. We are talking about uh, a gentleman named uh, Joshua Blaggy, a.k.a. General Butt Naked. <laughs> He's no.
1: everybody's favorite naked voodoo warlord turned televangelist. <laughs> and,
0: and, Chris, and Chris, can I just only, say... Only because my career hasn't taken off yet.
1: Hey, listen. And, and Chris, can I just say... <laughs> uh, there's photographic evidence of this man being a naked, blood covered, ear wearing voodoo warlord.
0: So, Joshua General Butt Naked Blaggy was a warlord and militia commander during the Liberian Civil War whose unique fighting methods and uh, strange post war turnaround have been the subject of scrutiny and exploration, ranging from. Uh, New Yorker articles to Vice documentaries to Broadway musicals. Big
1: Dick Swing. I could not bring myself to watch anything Vice did on him.
0: I, 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 couldn't,
1: I couldn't do it.
0: Luckily, I did the homework for you, buddy. Oh, thanks, I man. I, I
1: watched the other ones, and there's actually, like, there's the movie. There mm-hmm. was a film, I think it came out in... in 2010. Okay, 2010. Very good.
0: The true story good, of was very good. Well, let's not analyze them I, too much now, gentlemen. We will get to those. It's later.
1: just, it's, it's Vice, man, and I can't. It's Vice. Oh, it's just a bunch in of vice. guys. Got, uh, uh,
0: the story, okay, upside. The story surfing in Liberia. The downside <laughs> is you have to listen to Shane Smith look like a complete goober. So so Shane Smith. But there are, we do have other sources, so let's get to those. Now our primary source is a book called The Mask of Anarchy, The Destruction of Liberia and Religious Dimensions of an African Civil War by Stephen Ellis. This is our more academic look at things.
1: This is uh, one of the times, in, and I guess uh, if, if you guys aren't familiar with the, the time frame, uh, here, uh, it's very recent.
0: This is our most recent story. Yeah, uh,
1: like uh, this is one of the nice times where our uh, we're, we'll get to that. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it, Kyle. Um, the one of our sources is the news. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like uh, the, the he's very yeah, much alive. I mean, this is this, this <laughs> like,
3: is a recent enough situation where we have live footage of. And, and oh, an unfortunate geez, they, amount of the things that happened, like this, is one of those things that we have primary s- sources.
2: The, that no, are, no, 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 no. This is this there's the, not often this I can is, say
3: I've seen the genitalia of the subject in question. No, this is
2: the, this is the most recent that you guys remember. Don't you? Remember, what's the re- most recent? Or? Don't don't you guys re- remember that I was? This is this. Was the whole newsworthy thing when uh, we did that bit with uh, Marshall Applewhite and everything? Mm-hmm. I was there, too. Yeah. <laughs> was well, cool. <laughs> yeah. So break this down. You up. guys... Are, what, Brian? What are you going full... This was going on at the same time. <laughs> the heart yeah.
0: of events here did take place at a contemporary time with the events that we discuss in our series on... Uh, Marshall Applewhite White the Heaven's Gate. Called yeah, that like a, 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 a lot, lot of the
1: times that we talk about a conflict, yeah. uh, this is fought with like bows and arrows and horseback. This mm-hmm. is not. Yeah. This is the the it's, Civil War in Liberia. Liberia was AKs
0: and horses and penises. Yeah, it
1: was in, incredibly violent. Yeah, this,
0: uh, the, this, the sourcing on this doesn't isn't from our usual sourcing, which are the sort of books that have. And S spelled with what looks like two Fs. <laughs>
1: this dude was on Vice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, this, this dude is still so, alive and giving interviews. But to continue talking about our sources, uh, we also have a variety of articles from the BBC, uh, the, London, the sources like the London Financial Times, the San Francisco Chronicle, uh, Seattle Post-Intelligencer, and the New Yorker. We also have, as we mentioned, the Vice documentary, The Cannibal Warlords of Liberia. Um, uh, yeah, he
1: was not alone. No. Uh, General Butt Naked fought alongside General Bin Laden. Yes, he did. Uh, Gen- I'm sorry, General Osama Bin Osama Laden. Bin he took Laden. the whole name. Uh, different dude. Uh,
2: and General yeah, Rambo. Not that guy. And, and now, my, my two favorites were the two other generals. General Mosquito <laughs> versus General Mosquito Spray. These were actual names, guys
1: Well, I mean, if you're going to get really petty with someone If you get a bunch
3: of 90s nerds armed they're going to get really hypersensitive
0: So, yeah We'll we'll get to some of these guys later Um, We also have a Sundance Institute documentary called The Redemption of uh, True Stories, The Redemption of General Butt Naked Which is interesting I watched quite
3: a bit of it Yeah, it's it's very good We'll come to
0: that Um, And and, uh, Joshua Blaggy also wrote an autobiography around 2006 called called Joshua Blaggy from Priesthood to Royal Priesthood. I don't know what the difference is between the two. But it was only published out of a smaller publishing house in either Lagos or Nairobi. And it did a fairly limited print run. Now as such, I spent the quarantine trying to find a copy, but I only managed to track down one. And as far as price goes... It would be an excellent deal for a mortgage payment on a four-bedroom house, but not so much for a, a, a book for that we're going to use for a one-off. So it. if you so. would
3: like to kick what? in more to the our podcast for our ability to buy first-hand sources, this is the opportunity and, to do so.
2: And more importantly, during your search, did mm-hmm. you meet Mary and Allen? I, I did. Uh, continue. And, 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 well, I mean... I. Did did you actually see her in Mongolia? She she might have given you something that you could have used. <laughs> I mean I, I know I know as as small as you are, she could out drink you. hmm But I mm-hmm.
0: mean well, so. it, it, it got weird because I felt something was missing, so since I came back I've been calling Kyle short round. <laughs> I, I don't I wear I don't wear baseball caps ever. so we've stalled long enough should we just get to the story yeah let's go we got all right let's lean into this so so the the story about Liberia could be a series all on its own now or six Though, though the area has long been inhabited by indigenous tribal groups the modern nation state of Liberia began when a group called the American Colonization Society began a program of moving freed African slaves back across the Atlantic. Now, the ACS was founded by a mix of slaveholders and Quakers who embraced this strange bedfellowship due to a shared belief in the repatriation of freed slaves. Uh, the slaveholders believing that it undermined efforts to smuggle escaped slaves to freed states and lessen the chances of rebellion, while the Quakers believed that freedom and equality for freed slaves would be more easily
2: achieved in Africa. So, the next time... That you see that guy with the pickup truck and the Trump flag saying, Hey, y'all, we just
0: needed to send him back to Africa. Tried it 200 years ago.
2: We tried <laughs> this. And this is what you're going to see.
0: When you were
1: talking about that guy in Quakers, I thought you were going to be all pissed off at the Oats dude. I'm like, what the fuck did he have to do with this? <laughs>
0: He, he just wants to sell you, he just wants to make you breakfast and look Chubby. That's all he wants to do. <laughs>
2: so, all, all I'm saying is we've yeah, we've already had this social experiment, Hicksville. Yeah. <laughs> so the first settlement, fucking
3: here.
1: <laughs> so, so the first
0: settlement, Monrovia, was named after then President James Monroe. Uh, it was founded in 1822 and over the following decades, thousands of freed slaves from the United States and the Caribbean would voluntarily move to the area but at a terrible cost. Of uh, the 4,571 recorded emigrants who moved to Liberia between 1822 and 1843, only 1,819 were alive by the end of that period. Jesus fucking Christ. But it didn't quite end things, because by the end of the U.S. Civil War in 1865, some 13,000 freed slaves had emigrated, uh, creating settlements with names like Mississippi and Africa, African Kentucky, and the Republic of Maryland. <laughs> Well oh, the flag, just says "Go Terps." <laughs>
2: uh, I, I would uh, listen.
3: I love some bluefin
2: crab. I I would love to buy a flag for the uh, for the city of African Kentucky. It it doesn't <laughs> quite have the same
1: charm as the Conquer Republic flag, but no. not quite.
0: Or, um, <laughs> you oops, know,
1: oops. half a million people died, but uh, you yeah. know, go Terps. <laughs> <laughs> go Terps.
0: Or the um, what was, what was the place that McGregor McGregor tried to start? or said, said that would already exist. We'll get back to that. But I, so, I,
1: I almost said Lilliput. And I was like, wait yeah, a minute. That's, that's a lot of travel. Story. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute.
0: So like all situations where an outside colonizing force moved into the area, they knew nothing of the culture, language, or religions of the people who, already, who were already there. And like every colonizing body before and since, they saw themselves as superior to the indigenous inhabitants, despite their experiences within the slavery system in America, Although blame for this lies also heavily at the feet of the almost entirely white organizers and financial backers of the effort, uh, in this addition to the actions familiar, of on the ground right. in the region. So the Americo-Liberians, as the colonists were known, didn't allow native people within the colony's boundary to vote, marry Americo-Liberians, or even speak unless spoken to. As a matter of fact, indigenous people didn't enjoy birthright citizenship in Liberia until 1904. Now, of course, we know that when colonial efforts create this sort of environment, it breeds discontent, division, and the potential for very serious conflict along racial, economic, and religious lines, which in Liberia never truly went away, and this will be the source of events that we will eventually come back to. Now, all of this happening, of course, led Liberia to be the only ever official American colony in Africa, at least until they created a Declaration of Independence and promulgated a constitution in July 26, 1847. Now, several countries immediately recognized Liberia's independence, including the major powers of France, Great Britain, and Spain, but no American administration recognized Liberia as an independent state until 1862, when the Lincoln administration finally made the move, both as a symbolic fuck-you-to-the-Confederacy and to try to find a better spot for a naval base with which to combat Confederate blockade runners that didn't involve
2: paying large amounts of money to the British and the French. And to be fair, didn't, um, at that point, the... French and the English um, pretty much own most of Sub-Saharan Africa.
0: So that period was sort of at the very beginning of what was called the Race for Africa. Right. We'll come, uh, this, this is an interesting right. point. We will explore this in a little bit. Okay. Um, so Liberia soon had a fully-fledged government and bureaucracy built on the American model, and focused on building economic and diplomatic relationships with other nations, particularly once valuable exports like rubber began to uh, gain importance in world markets. Now over the next century Liberia was still very much a part of the American sphere of influence, but the closeness of that relationship would wax and wane over the years depending on what administration was in power and for over a century the questions of whether or not Liberia was actually an American client state has been fiercely debated. Now this relationship, and here's where we're getting to this Mike, made Liberia largely immune to the rush for African territory that the powers of Europe underwent in the latter half of the 19th century. And By 1898, Liberia was the only part of the coastline of the entire African continent not directly controlled by a European colonial power. Fuck. All of it. Yeah. yeah. Now, America never heavily invested in their relationship with Liberia until their entry into World War II. But in order to combat German military efforts, massive amounts of money were invested in building port and airport facilities, garrisons, and the supporting infrastructure. Liberia became home to the largest American military presence in Africa outside of the Operation Torch landings and subsequent operations in Morocco and Tunisia. This investment continued after the war, as Liberia was seen as a linchpin of efforts to combat the spread of Soviet influence during the early parts of the Cold War. And during this period, Liberia enjoyed a period of economic growth and relative prosperity at least in the tight circle, descended from americo liberian settlers. Whereas, the tribal groups on the periphery didn't see any change to their circumstance. Now, one way they did start managing to work their way in was through the expanding Liberian military. However, when the 1960s rolled around, the investment from the U.S. dried up as anti-communist efforts shifted from south to... Uh, shifted to Southeast Asia and South America, and with it came serious recession and growing dissatisfaction against the government, which continued to grow over the decades, and finally
2: in 1980 it all kicked off. So basically, if Burkina Faso Mm -hmm. had uh, been accepted into the Soviet Union, we might be having an alternative... An alternative. History. It's very yeah. possible you would have
0: seen proxy wars in yeah. Africa. I mean, yeah. you already sort of sort of did particularly in the 70s and 80s, yeah. but you would might have seen yeah. West African yeah. proxy yeah. wars in the it 50s and
3: to 60s and point then. Yeah. Right.
0: So on April 12, 1980, a master sergeant named Samuel Doe, and this is the only military coup I could find that was ever led by someone who wasn't a commissioned officer. Yeah. Right. Only one I only one I could this find. This one's amazing. Yeah. Uh, so Samuel Doe, he's a member of the Kron tribal group. Uh, who had long been disenfranchised by the Liberian government. He led a group of several dozen fellow tribesmen from the military in a coup against the government of President William Tolbert, killing the president and his entire cabinet and almost every official within the Liberian government. He's
2: effectively- well, uh, well, it, 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 but, but the elections up to that point had been almost hereditary elections. Relatively so, yeah. it's The cabinets work. You know, if your name was you know Schmuckatelli, yeah. and you were the president of Liberia, yeah, then every cabinet member in your in, in your cabinet was Schmuckatelli. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, by far it was by
0: he, he, by far. Yeah, it was by no means he, even close to an ideal system. Right. The corruption and nepotism were absolutely evident. But what you have is the model is there. There's a corrupted version of the model, but now it just gets wiped by Samuel Doe's coup. <laughs> and so Samuel Doe and his people replace the government with a body called the People's Redemption Council, which is a uh, that's a pretty unique name among uh, post revolutionary governmental the bodies. The People's Redemption Council. Yeah. So a military junta led the country for five years until a new constitution We don't was get adopted. to use that word enough. No.
1: Junta? Junta. <laughs> well, uh, at
0: least before, you know,
1: like, like the race wars here kick off and all that. <laughs> and in 1985,
0: Samuel Doe was elected as president in a landslide victory that was proven to be vastly corrupt. He got something like 97% of the vote. Uh... His government was heavily corrupt. Trump <laughs> So he's a
1: Democrat. <laughs> like, I'm glad we both took opposite sides hey, of this.
2: <laughs> in Trump 2020, we don't have juntas. We have banana republics. <laughs> Man, he's going to look great in his African generalissimo outfit.
0: Yeah. Oh, Jesus
1: Christ. How about, like, the chuck schumer and nancy pelosi playing black panther in a goddamn room to be fair to be fair
3: all the
0: cory booker
3: those by the black caucus but cory booker was
0: like nah he he was the only black guy one dude (laughs) you go to college with who decides one chubby white dude who goes to class in a dashiki
2: from the
3: ground up that was a poor decision (laughs) yeah
2: Yes. Uh, well, boy, do they love getting in their own fucking would, way. We will agree on that. <laughs> that was a poor decision. Mike and I are cheersing on the
0: microphone.
1: Justin, Justin Trudeau was like,
3: oh, fuck, I didn't get my hands in the
1: dry cleaner. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the Samuel Doe government was heavily corrupt even by 1980s African standards. And it cracked down heavily on dissent, heavily repressive both towards the portion of the population that held control before the coup and against the other tribal groups in the country. Now, you know, you have the Kron tribal group, which is about four or five tribes that kind of make up this group. They are now in control. But there are 20 tribal groups that lived in in Liberia. So, again, you are sowing sowing dissatisfaction, sowing dissent. You are pouring more and more gasoline into the pool that you are going to drop a lit match into. So, in 1989, a group called the National Patriotic Front of Liberia led by a former politician turned guerrilla commander who uh, named Charles Taylor, launched an offensive against Doe's government beginning the First Liberian Civil War. And that's where Joshua Blaye walks into the story. Joshua Milton Blaye was born on September 30, 1971, into the Sarpo people of Liberia, part of the Koran tribal group that had long suffered at the hands of the Liberian government. And not much is known about his early childhood, but he claims that at the age of 11, he was initiated into the animus priesthood of the tribe, in a four-day ritual that included his first experience of human sacrifice. Blaggy claims that during the course of this ritual, he had a vision in which the devil came to him and told him that he would become a great warrior and that the key to increasing his power was to practice human sacrifice and consume human flesh. We've all been there. Yeah, we've had those nights. Now, we will come back to this.
4: You, you yeah, this is, this,
0: well, this is not the...
1: Yeah, we're going back to the, <laughs> this is the you know, parties we probably should have left early. Or yeah. or back to him actually eating men.
0: 4.15 in the morning when it all just starts getting a little dark. Hey, you I mean, either go... human flesh I mean, It either goes whatever.
1: It either goes that direction or like to Denny's. Like it's just going one of two ways. Yeah, we're going to worship his, the devil? Every time I go to <laughs>
3: Denny's has not just been human flesh. <laughs>
0: So while he began to climb the ladder of the Quran priesthood, and by his mid-teens, he had been appointed to, as, uh, by tribal elders as a high priest. Now this is when he was invited to become a spiritual advisor to Samuel Doe. This is in his teens.
3: So let's take a step back. This is a human being who, at the age of, like, 12, was told, was above the general population, mm-hmm. that he would gain strength through human massacring and absorption through consumption of human flesh would make him a better leader for his people
2: yeah and so he saw not this, a great dude turns and out so not a great he dude sees this, and, and it, it turns me? out that he didn't eat his steak well done <laughs> with ketchup and he didn't have ketchup
1: I can't pick which one I would rather like, which I would rather have. I think I'd take <laughs> a human. I think no, I'm. I'm for this work. is this is the choice we get yeah. to make in November. I'm doing <laughs> a flip at this
3: point. I would take human flesh raw I'm over
2: steak with ketchup. I'm kind of big on baby hearts. Okay, like November third, you I'm get to baby you baby. get to make the very <laughs> same decision. So, so, Blaggy
0: sees this as a mandate to help align Doe's regime with the will of the Quran God Nayambe Awe. I found I found this article. This was this was from a uh, a newspaper in from uh, uh, Ghana, I think. And Blaggy claims that in his new position of power, he was able to quote place Nyambe away amongst the first three high ranking gods of West Africa's Black Witch Coastal Line Division. Yep. I don't know what that means, I the but same I thing. put it in because I just wanted to say the words Black Witch goes the line to me. I've read it. the they, same thing. So the excuses, Liberians... When
3: things start to shift in other directions,
0: he uses this as an excuse. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, in the Liberian Civil War, in this whole conflict, they use a lot of just... They just pick fun words. Yeah. They just start throwing stuff. The other one dude picked his name as General Rambo.
3: They, they, they pick... Voodoo, they pick Voodoo, they pick Juju. There, there's a whole lot of different... There is a shitload of Voodoo in this story.
2: In this g- general Mosquito Spray. General <laughs> yes, General, <laughs> mosquito, general mosquito, mosquito Spray. spray. Perfect. <laughs> so the followers of Naomi... Watch anyway, how pissed
1: off you'd be if you were General Mosquito and you find out that that's what that asshole picked.
0: Well, he called himself General Mosquito Spray because he was the general who was
1: fighting. Right, yes. Yeah. It's guy. like
0: really. Just fuck that
1: guy. Like you couldn't have picked like like a bird that eats it or something. You just pick
2: you know, like so you just pick bug spray. He just, he just kind of
0: looks up and goes, "He what now?" <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, uh, you you know if they, you know if General Mosquito was uh, millennial, he'd be like, "Oh my god, that's so unoriginal." <laughs>
1: it's so derivative! Please,
0: Mike, tell me what the definition of a millennial
1: is. <laughs> Pettyweight champion of the world, baby. <laughs>
0: so, the followers of Nyambe-Awe believe in ritual sacrifice, but also in ritual combat to select tribal leaders. So the priests are supposed to be good fighters and bloodthirsty by nature. Now, the Quran also sees Nyambe-Awe as the closest thing to a war god. So, in times of conflict, their priests carry great, great influence. So it's easy to see how Blayi reached the position of power in Samuel Doe's regime given the nature by which Doe came to power and the threat of rebellion his regime faced. Uh, and so it was that when Charles Taylor launched his rebellion in 1989, it seemed almost natural that Blahieu would come to be given a position taking command of men in the field.
3: Blahieu like, at
0: this time, he's 18. Yeah.
3: He's a fucking child.
0: He is 18. He
3: is the, a the, kid. But everyone who listens to this, let's sit in. The entire span of his actions during this period is like 18 to 25. Yeah. He's he a, a fucking kid. child. Yeah.
0: Now, given the small size of the, Liberi- uh, the Liberian military, though, most of the fighting would be done not by organized military units, but by loosely affiliated militia groups. Basically no better than heavily earned street gangs. And
3: guess what you can do with militia groups? Child <laughs> soldiers.
0: Yeah. And, and, and that's the nature of this entire conflict in this civil war. We're not talking two sides with tanks, APCs, helicopters, aircraft. It's guys on the ground. And in terms of vehicles, we're talking... Pickup vehicles. trucks. We're talking yeah. pickup trucks with like a machine gun or an anti-aircraft gun. Or yeah, it was pickup trucks and
1: cargo gun. vans. It's
0: on always. the back of it. Yeah. It's, if you've ever seen documentary footage of any of the Civil Wars in Africa... And we all have. I mean, you know, for us it was... Absolutely. For us it was, you know, South Sudan. It was um, Liberia. It was Sierra Leone. Like, you're a little bit older than us, but for you it was like Rwanda. So yeah, all, yeah. Exactly. He saw the
1: same thing, but it's it was terrifying. just in black and white. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On newsreels, in the
3: cinema. Before the new Busta keep
0: <laughs> 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 That's pretty
4: terrifying.
3: It, it really is. It's, it's, uh, yeah.
2: it, it, it's my... John Kennedy... Is dead. Back and to the left.
0: <laughs> so, but these guys are also—they're very loosely organized. Their command structure is not as rigid as a regular military. Maybe they have some military gear and uniforms. Oftentimes they don't. We will get to. Yeah, the, I was like, going to say. It was. It was technically it, uniform. It, it they were all wearing the same are, thing.
3: Unique. Yeah. I mean, it was. It was finding a way to get. Young adults or children enthusiastic to the murder yeah. of other people. But they're human also names. not
0: but they're also not highly trained, and this is still oh. vicious fighting.
3: But enthusiasm counts yeah. for a lot.
0: But it's it's vicious fighting and it's going to lead to high casualties. Now Blighie would take command of one of these militia groups fighting against Charles Taylor's rebels, and Taylor's force, small at first, was joined by thousands of fighters from dispossessed tribal groups and soon destroyed the few organized units of Doe's army. Now, to make a long, complicated story very short, the rebellion and the forces aligned against it soon both devolved into various factions. Now, the only thing they had in common was a willingness to launch attacks on civilians. And soon the casualty counts began to spike, and the situation devolved into pure chaos. Now, Liberia is already a poor country, ranking uh, 176 out of uh, 189 on the UN's Human Development Index. And the fighting and destruction devastated an already fragile economy, shrinking it by nearly 90% in just a year. And of course, the economic desperation only leads to more people joining these militias. Now, an intervention took place when the 16-nation ECOWAS, the Economic Community of West African States, deployed more than 4,000 peacekeepers from Nigeria and Ghana in September of 1990, which managed to take control of most of the essential facilities and government buildings in the country, But the anti-Doe rebel forces had managed by this point to take over roughly 90%. Yeah.
2: Because here's the whole thing. The UN said, we're pretty much useless. Mm -hmm. The FSN said, hold my
0: beer. Well, what's also happening in fall of 1990, where's the U.S. sending 500,000 troops straight to the Persian Gulf? This is at the same time as the war in Iraq. Yeah. So... The Which US one was, has an
3: economic bottom line yeah. for the United
0: States? So the U.S. was reticent to send, any it, it was sending hundreds of thousands of troops to the Middle East. So it was reticent to send in peacekeepers to what they still consider to be a backwater. Yeah. In this effort of and and they're wondering how it's going to play out. They're taking a wait and see attitude. So in October of 1990, while Samuel Doe was traveling to Ecowas headquarters, he was attacked by forces of a rebel leader named Prince Johnson mm-hmm. and captured. He was then tortured, killed, and dismembered, all of which was videotape. Yes, the video is still out there. Yes, I found it. I watched it, and I really wish I hadn't.
2: And yes, he was drinking an Anheuser-Busch
0: Bud Light. <laughs> yeah, there's a video of Prince Johnson, and while this man is being primary tortured, sources are different executed now and dismembered, more. Prince Johnson is sitting there drinking a Bud Light.
1: Yeah, it's uh, horrible product place. That's uh, only only one or two times have we ever had to do this. But uh, the, if you do want to look into this, there's a definite trigger warning on oh this God. one because it's.
0: And I'm gonna say this: don't fucking watch it. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I had nightmares for a week.
1: Yeah, you know, I I, I, I put that a, in front of the. I am uh, not,
0: it's one of the worst fucking things I've ever seen.
1: I put it in front of the exit interviews yeah. for.
0: Uh, well, because those are those are just
1: they're deeply unsettling. Uh, those are this, is, this is disturbing. This is. This is this is
0: violent. It's this is violent and it's graphic. It's fucking disgusting.
1: It's worryingly slow.
0: Yeah, yeah. And um, now it's claimed, although this wasn't caught on tape, that Prince Johnson ate Samuel Doe's heart after it was cut from his chest.
1: I mean, it makes a lot of sense. The dude openly practiced voodoo, and that's how you yeah the, the soul and the strength argument, reside in the get into heart. This
0: argument later about Joshua Blighie. how much of it is true, how much of it is hype to generate fear in your enemies. Now, after Doe's death, the ECOWAS forces repeatedly tried to bring all the parties together for peace talks, uh, which really started becoming like trying to kick water uphill. Militia leaders wouldn't come to the table. And while some of Doe's uh, old supporters were still fighting, the fighting didn't debate because now the various rebel factions had begun fighting each other, and it also started to clash with the ECOWAS peacekeepers. So now that Doe was dead, where were Blah Yee and his force to go? So like many defeated militia groups before and since, they went mercenary. Blayes men spent the next couple of years fighting for whoever would pay them, but never stuck with one group very long. Now the biggest reason for this was how they would fight. In a way, they would give Blighi his infamous nickname. So, Blighy and of course, you know, became known as General Butt Naked, and his men became known as the Butt Naked Battalion. Which uh, points for creativity. Well
1: what in on that? What a what a wacky nom de guerre. Yeah.
0: But <laughs> why well, was General, this? Why was Joshua Blayney known as General Buck Naked, gentlemen? Well, exactly why you'd think he was. Yep, he <laughs> fought naked. Yeah. yeah, he fought in boots. He fought naked. He wore he he had his boots, his ammo belt, and his weapon. Well, at
1: least one of them. <laughs> well,
2: uh, <laughs> <and> his weapons. <laughs> It's, it, it's, yeah, that was weapons. I've seen uh, the pictures. And, and, and that and was weapons.
1: What what you got for us, Kyle? <laughs>
0: Thank you. Are you watching less than thirty seconds of that so we don't have to pay for it? For the- <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, I wouldn't recommend yeah, look, watching so, that video. But Bloggy's force, they also had an interesting way of fighting. It was never. It was. It would vacillate somewhere between a few dozen and a few hundred men. It was never more than a few hundred guys. But they, a lot of them were adults, but a lot of them were child soldiers. Some of them as young as eleven or twelve years old, which is a common practice in African warfare. They would use a yeah, lot it's, of
1: drugs. It, it still is it like, still that's, is. like it, uh, Let's make this abundantly clear: this was not relegated just to the uh, the Liberian civil war. No. Child soldiers are still very much a thing. Very much. And they are. They are That'd one of be, yes. the one of the most detestable things mm-hmm. that we i mean it's this is very much it's so. it's human trafficking yes but you're you're sending children to either kill for you or to die for you yes
0: yeah. and all of his soldiers most of the time going into combat were hopped up on booze or drugs so anywhere but from palm wine to hash uh, heroin cots which is a stimulant that gets yeah. comes in leaf form and gets chewed it turns
1: out it's illegal now
0: yeah um, to just straight up amphetamines I mean they'd give these guys fucking buzzers and, and send them into combat and uh, they would uh, a lot of them would fight naked. Blaggy wasn't the only one of these guys to fight naked uh, So a lot of them would fight naked a lot of them though would wear women's clothing into battle yeah
1: I'm still unclear on the the fairly specious reasoning behind that one.
0: (laughs) A a part of it, I think, is psychological.
1: It has to be, but that's not the reason that was given. The reason was that it it, it, it blurs the lines of masculinity and shit like, what? It's probably because they were blown out on methamphetamine.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Hey, never underestimate the power of messing with your enemy's head. Yeah.
1: They blinded what? their they blinded their <laughs> opponents with luxury.
0: Yeah, what? full yeah, length sequin evening what, what, gowns. Chris, Chris, I'd like you to go into that for a second. So, so give us a little <laughs> further explanation on that
1: about uh, blinding your opponents yeah. with luxury. Uh, that's just a joke lifted directly from The Simpsons. Yeah, <laughs> it was uh, groundskeeper <laughs> Willie wearing the kilt. Uh, that was for day to day wear, but into battle they wore full length sequin ball gowns
0: to blind their <laughs> opponents with luxury. It, they, they would. It, so you have child soldiers
2: hopped up on bennies. Wearing dresses into combat. No, no, no. See here's what happened. They were all in their tents outside of Monrovia and then they heard the the cannon fire and just kind of made a, a like a pulsing sound like boom, boom 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 boom. And then all of a sudden like half the kids just went to the Monrovia Nordstrom. And they grabbed everything they could. It was just—it was like it was like, uh, it was it was
1: like Coachella. Like, yeah, exactly. But with a lot more people eating. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I guess get, it kind of depends on the part. And let's get <laughs> into that
0: because everything else seems kind of silly, minus the whole child soldiers part. But the costumes and the fighting naked—that's that—that all seems kind of silly. Yeah, it
1: sounds perfectly laughable until you realize that this man is directly responsible for the death of twenty thousand yes. Liberians.
0: But there is exactly. also <laughs> some practices that are a lot darker. It is said that Blagie's men, before going into battle, would sacrifice prisoners or children. I mean, the list goes on. There are all these lurid descriptions.
1: Sometimes volunteers?
0: Volunteers to be sacrificed and they would and through human sacrifice to exhort the god of battle to hype up these guys and it's said that they would take the heart of the sacrificed victim Cut it into pieces and give every man, man being used loosely because a lot of them are boys, kids, a piece of the heart to eat. This would then make them invulnerable to blades and bullets. And holy shit did they believe that. Yes. Mm -hmm. They fully felt their soldiers were impervious to outside assault. In the, redemption of, uh, in the Redemption of General Butt-Naked documentary, they, they do interview some of the former soldiers that served under him. And they still and believe. And they still 20 believe. years yeah. past,
3: despite the shit that they've dealt with by being associated with him, they still fully believe
0: and, and Kyle, that his and I, protection was there. And you and I earlier, we were talking about a recruitment technique they would use. Jesus Christ. Um, so, uh, someone who's a film major... Um, That's why I'm turning to you for this.
3: (laughs) Why he would show his recruits Hollywood action films, specifically ones that focused on a particular actor, show their death, and then show them another film where that actor is still alive and functional and essentially create this narrative where if you died in combat or the person you killed died then they would come back as present in another film. So every life was just another movie. He essentially built this narrative that your immortality was reflected on film.
0: I was saying they must it's have gotten a lot of mileage out of Sean Bean.
3: It's incredible. Oh, I mean, yeah, God. No, I mean, literally. I mean,
2: like the, and then, no, I was just, it, it, my only thing. The
3: documentary it, footage I saw was uh, um, Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, yeah. It just it, well, it's it, it,
2: honestly it's fucking brilliant like he
3: kept, show someone they like, made it a game they, to death. they kept score
2: and, yeah I, I mean it's, they never showed John yeah. Wayne the shootest did they? But <laughs> 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 well, so, they had
3: 1200 other films they could show John Wayne but, so it actually would have worked out fine Yeah, <laughs> but
0: there's there's a fairly famous photo of, out there of, it's it's hard to find on the internet now but if you if you dig enough you can find it it's a photo it's taken by somebody from like Reuters or the AP or something, some photographer from one of those organizations and it's a photo of Blighy he's like 23 years old he's standing on top of a truck he is wearing boots
1: mm-hmm. and that was it. a that was a still frame from one of the documentaries and I don't remember which one it was, like
0: it was but he was, he's on right? top <laughs> of a truck
1: Kevin. he was he was <laughs> Mr. Mr. <Jane>. June <laughs> except
0: for butts except for butt boots <laughs> Naked as a jaybird. Tell me
1: about your mother.
0: <laughs> Naked as a jaybird. One hand, he's firing a PKM machine gun on a sling. This is not a small weapon. No. And no. the other hand... At least he was consistent. He's holding something. And you have to zoom in. And he realized what he is holding is a severed penis and testicles. No explanation where it came from. We don't know who they belong to. They are. We The only thing we know for sure are the... Penis and testicles that he's holding aren't his because...
1: We can see them. We <laughs> can
0: see his.
1: Or or maybe those came back in another film. We, we don't know. I
0: don't
2: know. <laughs> it was... It was most likely um, episode, or, uh, season three of Black Sails. Oh, it wasn't God. on... It,
1: like, he didn't have it thrown over his shoulder, Mike. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So why well, these guys were not the only people to wear weird shit into combat? No, I mean, no, those super common. You, you look at these. You look at this documentary footage and this news footage of the Liberian civil war. You have guys going into combat in clown wigs, weird uniforms. Yeah. Like you'd have squads that would go into battle all wearing the same basketball jersey. It's, the soldiers were like
3: ten through like twenty five. Yeah. Arm a bunch of frat boys and see what the shit's gonna happen.
0: Yeah, they're wearing Halloween masks. There was a particular um, there was apparently a particular affinity for feather boas. Which is weird. There was one unit that would fight in full drag with blonde wigs. I still like the basketball guys. I mean, like that's, that. I, I I like the kicky daytime Warzone drag look, though. I, I mean I get I, it. I don't
2: know. I but don't know. Like, I'm, I'm like what you I'm like what you're thinking, Rob, with uh, with with the Marilyn Monroe thing going on, it's got to be. Hey, <laughs>
1: listen, I, I've got five reasons why why they should have been wearing basketball jerseys: Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Karl Malone, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird. Fucking Dream Team, let's go. Ninety two Dream Team, let's fucking go. Karl how, Malone is how,
2: why Jimmy Kimmel can, can't show his face in public. Oh yikes! I, I, hey, Chris, how can you not bring up Bill Russell? Come on. Uh, can
0: we continue? Downsides to the drag look though, can you imagine fire and movement in stilettos?
4: I would prefer (laughs) (laughs) You
1: gotta go prone for it. Yeah, yeah. you gotta go prone.
0: But um but yeah, you have this weird collection of how how did I put it to you, Kyle? I think I said they looked like candidates for a libertarian state senate primary. (laughs) And I joke. There is a photo I found of a dude literally with a boot on his head. They had their own Vermin Supreme.
1: I haven't heard much about Vermin Supreme. Is he okay?
0: Uh, I don't.
1: Because I feel like this is Vermin Supreme's time to shine. Like he yeah. always pops up, and, and that, it's always weird. And you know, because
2: may, if we need. May, maybe this is the time to bring it up. Uh, I, I know we have great statesmen in this country. <laughs> Do we ever? What are you doing? Like um, <laughs> we got one. Well, he 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 was from Oklahoma. (laughs) He ran for president. Then he ran for
1: governor. I like that he did it in that order.
0: Yeah. (laughs) That is is the definition of aim high if you miss at least you'll land among the stars. Holy crap. But so, Blahey's not the only uh, militia commander who had weird nicknames. All these guys gave themselves nicknames. We talked about like General Rambo... There was General Superman. There was a guy who called himself Brigadier Chuck Norris. <laughs> Brigadier Chuck yeah. General Norris. General Mosquito. General Mosquito. And General we already Mosquito's talked spray. about
1: General Mosquito. He's old news, yeah. Kyle. Yeah. We're yeah. on to Chuck Norris Come now. On,
0: but
2: it is. Do it we is, have this, to put you back down in the cage? The, I will fucking stab you. The it's, Chuck it's, Norris it's, facts it's very, are more weird fucked
1: weird, up please. when you think he's a warlord.
2: But it's very very <laughs> weird.
0: Stu- it, it's very weird studying the Liberian Civil War because you look at what is a. Horrible war and a horrible conflict, merciless, up against all this silliness that was a part of it.
3: Because it was all t- fucking 22 year olds.
0: Hopped up on who knows what. Everything. Yeah.
1: Yeah, all of the things.
3: It, they of, committed the types of fucking war crimes that are almost difficult to process as possible.
0: And it's but they did it
3: with yeah. a goofiness. Because of where their heads were at and where the yeah. culture was, and that it's children. They did right? it because I, yeah.
1: of Larry Bird, Patrick Ewing, Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, John Stockton. I'm not gonna Michael stop talking Jordan about the Dream Team now. It, you it, know
3: what they hard. didn't do
1: it. Isaiah Thomas, because Jordan fucking hated Zeke. Sorry, I'm done. So, I'm done. I'm done. So, I'm done. Oh, okay. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done.
0: Okay. All right. I'm. Ste- I'm pulling
1: out of this. Honestly, I'm done.
2: Honestly, honestly, what what it kind of reminds me of the
1: Macarena is sweeping the nation. I'm sorry, Padre.
2: Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, we're only a all at glass from fucking aircraft tonight. Alright. <laughs> um, what it kind of reminds me of is back in the Spanish American War. And we were talking earlier off-air mm-hmm. about the 45 ACP. Uh, the big jump being, you know, the 45 ACP. Just in case the robber is behind your refrigerator in your neighbor's house. The reason the 45 mm-hmm shell was invented was because they were fighting in the Philippines. And if you're familiar with the Moros, the Moros were a tribe in the Philippines that we didn't know. And the only guns that we had that could take them down were 38 caliber shells. But all of a sudden, you couldn't hit them. Or you you couldn't take them down, and the reason it was was because they were hopped up on cocaine, and with the Moros you had a thing where they kind of wrapped a thing around their nuts, and it was it was a thing. Anyway, it was a thing. There's a, part
0: of the, the, there's a big part of me that doesn't want to gloss over that, but I think it's in our best interest to so yeah.
1: We've already been googling you know, a lot of that's, erections that's, for this.
2: That's kind of, that's kind of where that's. Kind of where I'm glossing over yeah. that. <laughs> Sorry, but continue. my Pornhub searches are questionable because, because, because they were on cocaine and they were so psyched out of their minds that the only thing that the American government could do to figure out to take them down to make a bigger was bullet. to make a
0: bigger bullet. Well, they Literally. had the same. Well, they had the same problem in Somalia in the '90s. You have all these stories from the from the Rangers in Somalia that they're firing 5.56 five, caliber. Out of their, out of their, and uh, you know their yeah. M16s and their M4s yeah. and their saws, that are at at these smallies who are hopped up on cots. Yep. Right. When they would do their fighting, and they would put round after round after round through these guys, and they wouldn't go down.
2: So bringing it it, bring it, it, bring it back the to bring them back to what we're talking about in Liberia. You get bent up on yeah whatever's on whatever whatever.
0: It, you're gonna have a fight. You're a, well. You've already gone through this pre-combat ritual that involves horrific bloodshed, right. And eating the piece of someone's heart, and then somebody hands you yellow jackets,
1: and you're <laughs> keeping score. And you're yeah. Score? Yeah. it was a game too, because it's children. Yeah, they
0: turned it yeah. into a game. So in 1994, Blaise men found a place with the forces of Roosevelt Johnson, the primary commander of the militias still fighting against both Charles Taylor. And the provisional government propped up by ECOWAS, a group called the United Liberation Movement of Liberia for Democracy, or ULIMO. The fighting between militia groups and the atrocities against civilians continued for another two years, until a se- and a series of ceasefires came and went, they tried, they tried, they tried, none of them worked, until in August of 1996. Now a series of peace accords signed in Abuja, Nigeria agreed to a general disarmament and demobilization And in July of 1997, a heavily monitored election was finally held throughout the country, and Charles Taylor, the rebel leader whose attack in 1989 launched the eight-year Civil War, was elected as the president. Now, it wouldn't completely end armed clashes in the country, but what became known as the First Liberian Civil War essentially came to an end, having displaced over a million Liberians into refugee camps in other countries, led to hundreds of thousands of rapes, and somewhere between 250,000 and 400,000 deaths. Now against the backdrop of other African conflicts around this time in places like Somalia and Rwanda, these numbers don't seem extreme, but Liberia at that time was a country of only four and a half million people. Yeah. So these numbers are the equivalent of a war in the modern United States killing 30 million individuals. Yeah. Now it also ruined the country's economy, which wasn't that strong to begin with, and it to this day, it still hasn't recovered. Nor would this be an end to civil wars in Liberia. In 1999, Fighting broke out again in earnest when rebel groups allied against Charles Taylor's government launched an offensive.
3: Yeah, the civil war did not stop.
0: No, it paused slightly yeah. and then continued until what? Two thousand four. Man, how slight was the pause? It was. It it wasn't very long. About three years. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Now this war would last three and a half further years and kill another one hundred and fifty to two hundred thousand Liberians and fighting that was often more vicious than that in the first Ooh. war, as well as further an alri- uh, damaging an already devastated nation. and it would lead to the deposing of Charles Taylor, and uh, he would finally be tried for war crimes in 2008, and he is currently in prison, and it would finally institute a more stable government uh, in Liberia that has held strong to the present. It has. But Joshua Blagi wouldn't be a part of this war because oh. he'd had a bit of a change of heart. He-
2: Oh, yeah. Um, before we talk about uh, Charles' Light, can can we note why Charles Taylor is in prison? Yeah, it's not for actions in Liberia. So oh, Seriously? Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, he, I, yeah. Charles. Quit
1: blue balling. Go for it. Charles
2: Taylor. <laughs> so,
0: while... While the well, second not Liber- him. well, while the second Liberian civil war was happening, civil war broke out in Sierra Leone, in, in which is a neighboring country, and Charles Taylor had been backing a lot of the groups that were conducting the worst atrocities, and so they couldn't, the, the 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 international courts in the Hague couldn't really nail him with charges about things that happened in Liberia because he was the sitting president of Liberia, but once he was deposed, they nailed him to the wall for the stuff that happened in, in Sierra Leone. Huh. If it ended up in prison, I mean, maybe it's not the most direct way of getting there, but he is rotting in prison. He will for the rest of his life. I mean, it,
1: so. they got Capone with tax evasion. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, the yeah, IRS got Capone. It wasn't it wasn't the cops.
0: Uh, so when his unit was finally broken up after the signing of the peace accords in late 1996, Blagie, with all of his support system gone, started wandering Liberia looking for what to do next. Until a particular moment, when he was spending the night in a church somewhere in the rural parts of the country. Now, he claimed that his conversion started... When the pastor, a bishop, Kunkun, shared with him that he had been spoken to by God and that Joshua should fast on bread and water for 54 days. And
3: I've seen interviews by this Kunkun. He is fully convinced this is an absolute thing. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah, That's
0: I I cannot take away from these people that they are true believers. But he said that, uh, well, you should fast on bread and water for 54 days to begin his deliverance. He did so and in the course of this past he had a vision of being visited by jesus christ, christ in the form of a blinding yeah. light commanding him to convert and repent all of his sins and spend his life making amends for them or he would die so glad traveled to the buddhagorum refugee camp in ghana where he underwent baptism mm-hmm. and a full confession of his sins and set about a new life engaging in relief work now he finally decided that his true calling was to himself become a preacher. And around the turn of the millennium, while well, he got married, started a family, and became the president of his own wandering church, End Time Train Evangelistic Ministries Incorporated. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he traveled around Africa with his wife, Ms. Josie, who's also a pastor, mm-hmm. uh, preaching at churches uh, in places like Nigeria, Ghana, Kenya, Sierra Leone, anywhere that would happen. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's a lot like uh, there's a big parallel to evangelical preachers <laughs> in like the 20s and the 50s these times mm-hmm. of big yeah. uh, revivals revivalist and the uh, the nature of the services is actually very much the same it's yeah. it's it's, oh, it's, it's tense. Tense, tense tense or existing churches but it's all a lot of it is very old time religion. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, uh,
1: even the way he even the way he yeah. conducts these. I mean, he's he's no, not doing a lot of these in English, but he uses yeah. the same inflection on a lot of these words. It's yeah. yeah and it's, I'll tell you
3: what, it is effective. Yeah, it is, what you is. You watch his ceremonies today, and it is. Yeah, he's
1: incredibly charismatic. He's he got the he's, he's like got he's the Here's the thing: here's the thing:
2: is somebody that's come from that vein, come from that vein. Um. If he wasn't charismatic, he wouldn't have been able to recruit child soldiers yeah, at no. the very beginning. Right. He's using I mean, the skill set he yeah. had in the it's past.
1: Yeah, yeah, if you want to learn more about real assholes doing some fucked up shit with kids, uh, harken back to our, our Heaven's Gate trilogy.
2: Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I mean, it's... Uh, we're coming over the same stuff. Yeah. Yep. He's, he's, he's using an arrow that's already in the quiver. Right. right. So... Uh, Bloggie refused
0: to return to Liberia for a long time saying that it was for the safety of his family as he was still being hunted by many people who wanted to kill him he doesn't get much data to back that up but I can believe that's true.
3: I can but he's also returned to Liberia.
0: We're getting to that yeah. He finally returned in 2008 to
2: testify can Can I pause for a second he has four children. Yes. And one of the things that I noticed about his four children is all of them have the same initials. And
1: so and do Robert Rodriguez's they, kids. And fucking well, George, well, George, 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 George 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 has five kids. kids and you know, four, you know, the, the seriously you, messed up if part if is you, he he puts his kids at the like you know, all the best positions in the child army. Kid, like, yeah, every
0: yeah, coach's kid was a pitcher. Kayla. <laughs> uh, and then Joshua Milton Jr. Janice Marva and Jackie Mary Beth. JMB. I
2: mean, there's there's a certain superiority to that. That they it's all that JM I I know. Uh there are play there are plenty of Karen's out there. It's so that
1: you can pass down all your monogrammed right. shit.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But
1: <laughs> you don't have to buy but new, but new but slippers I, uh, and robes.
2: But when this, dude, I down. really kind of don't think that's what he was going through, yeah. So, no, I mean, it's there's no
0: evidence either way to tell if yeah. it's ego or what it is. But yeah. so, yeah. So in 2008, he finally returns to Liberia to testify before what was called the Truth and Reconciliation Committee that had been set up by President Ellen Johnson Sirleaf as a means to. It, I, I have to say, Liberia culturally. Psychologically, I, I can't think of a better example in modern times of country that's done that good of a job of recovering from civil war. Yeah, it is yeah. politically remarkably stable. Allegations of corruption, allegations of nepotism, but it's and and they have so far to go in terms of economic recovery, and they the, uh, the Ebola outbreak in twenty fourteen didn't help matters, but, fucking hmm. yeah. I mean they they've done a it, culturally a pretty good job of recovering from that civil war. But so he, he testifies before this committee. Uh, he's He claimed full responsibility for his and his unit's actions. He did. He, did. Uh, he claimed that he was seeking redemption, forgiveness, and had dedicated his life to the service of God and improving the lives of the victims of conflict in Africa. And he, he said, I invite the Hague to hold a war crimes trial. He
3: has, and it has not happened yet.
0: And I have a theory as to why. I would love to hear I that. think the Hague would have called a, I think the Hague would have called in that particular shit sooner, but yeah. at the turn of the millennium, they are still handling cases from the Rwandan genocide, from the Somalian Civil War, because justice doesn't move that fast, especially no, when it's just, international justice. No, and, international
3: justice takes decades. I mean we we yeah. see it with the fucking uh, prison guards from fucking Auschwitz and
0: Yeah. Literally and decades. They're also dealing with the conflicts in the Balkans. Yeah. As well. And I think... Same time period. I think Blahey just kind of fell through the cracks. I really think he did. So I think they uh, find Blahey is not a true believer,
3: but a fucking weaponized individual.
0: Maybe, yeah. You know. Now, Blahey was also the subject of a 2010 documentary, uh, the True Stories, The Redemption of General Butt Naked, which we talked about oh earlier. Oh is
3: it fascinating.
0: Uh, It it, it approaches things from a very heavily religious angle. Yes. And they did a pretty good job of brushing over his actions in the Civil War. What is
3: interesting about it is they they, they do question a lot of the people who served under him. And who got completely fucked over by doing so. And that is interesting to see. The the soldiers who lost life, limb, and uh, economic prosperity because of their involvement with him. And how he tried to reassess that after the fact. It is... Honestly, it's on, it's on YouTube. It's entirely available. It's it's, but it's very interesting.
0: What it did was it exposed him and his story to Western audiences. Yeah. Particularly among evangelical
2: Christian circles. Which may be... The, we, we discussed this earlier. one it, Off the air. One of the things that that may do is expose what's actually happening there. Mm-hmm. And... I mean, it, it, you asked me earlier, what, I'm not an evangelical, I'm I'm religious, but I'm not an evangelical, and uh, what needs to happen is, people need to hear those stories in those little tiny churches, everywhere across this country, yeah. they need to know what's actually going on in Liberia.
0: But so, what they, but also what they glommed onto was the redemption part
2: of his story. Yeah.
3: it's a goddamn good well, story. that
2: was that's the focus of that documentary. But that, but but that's what takes it there. Hmm? But, look, and I'll say this: I, like the your your average Baptist church down the street doesn't want to hear about. Oh, there's a, all this horror in Rwanda and in, in all these places that I can't pronounce. What they want to hear is they want to hear somebody coming in and saying, "He, here's what I did mm-hmm. in Liberia," and it's a lot easier to process and when you get a story that
0: focuses on the micro uh, rather than the macro. Yeah, micro.
2: and, and yeah. here, and here is how I was redeemed. These are the most horrible things that I did, and you didn't do that, so therefore, yeah. so.
0: But as a result, he began to receive support from a lot of American churches. His yeah. His preaching business became incredibly successful. I'll tell you
3: what. So I listened to a few of his ser- uh, his sermons, and Jesus, titty fucking Christ, he really knows how to sell it.
0: Like inappropriate mix of messages there, Kyle. But cool. Does, 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 <laughs> does hey, well, we, yeah, that
2: was kind of ironic. He is
3: he he's a delightful preacher. He's it, really he's good at just, it. Well,
2: it, he's does, good at it. Tremendous at it. Does he? And, well, can I ask this friend from, from from the religious aspect? Please do. Does, does he? Does he speak well as far as the Scripture? I'm going to
1: ask that. Or does he he present speech well? There's there's a big difference.
0: That's a little tough to tell. Because because the video footage that's out there, a lot of it doesn't focus on his his interpretation of, of Scripture. What he's very good at is tying his personal experience into the ideals. He doesn't quote a lot of Scripture. And...
2: And that's exactly what I was asking. Yeah. I did that's, these horrible it, things. But one, but one thing that, one thing that, that
0: you did. can see from this so is he just got the
2: audience it's, in the palm of his hand. It's, well, my question is Is so it does that Creflo instantaneous Dollar. thing? or Same is, is that. But he's yeah. also
3: someone who has verbally said that his past actions can't fully be held to his account. Yes. Because Which is just a. a under the sway of Satan this. himself, right. so the 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 African god that he followed, he now has decided is Satan, and all the power and the objectives and the direction he followed were the direct instruction of Satan himself. So his responsibility is null because. All the bad he did was under the direct instruction of the devil himself.
0: Which plays into his strength with working a congregation because you have the fire and brimstone, you have the redemption arc, and he does know with his past experiences of leading soldiers in combat how to whip people up right he's very very good at that he's he's also super
1: good at misappropriating foreign aid to Liberia which is the quickest way for anybody to make any fucking money yes that dude is so full of shit please stop talking about him like he's an actual preacher (laughs) I am putting a pin in that right now this dude has been misappropriating funds since he started doing this it's a fucking cash grab and I will not sit here and listen to anybody even attempt to humanize this man because all he's he's doing is misappropriating funds like I'll link to the America. fucking article on Reuters. They have the receipts. Yep. Yeah, well that we are I'm getting The to that motherfucker's
0: yet, too. getting <laughs> checks from the
1: US Embassy. Yeah.
0: So in 2012, he was the primary I mean, subject of a Vice like documentary yes. about Liberia and the warlords of the Civil War period, and watching him in this is a is a curious experience. He's he's very pleasant, he's personable, his words about turning the corner in his life are nice, but there's something about his energy that comes off like he doesn't quite believe his own redemption story. There's something about him that's not quite right. And he he's, got people addicted
1: yeah. to heroin, took money to build a, a facility to rehabilitate them from doing heroin, and then didn't build that facility. Yeah. Fuck this dude. Yeah. He's the worst. <laughs> like, like, stop. Like, there's no two sides of this coin. He there's has, no, there's he has no a lot debate of here. debate.
0: people convinced, but he has a lot of people not quite convinced. Uh, uh, by the way, it is very fun to watch Shane Smith just be super uncomfortable around him. It's really, really funny. Fuck
1: Shane Smith too. Yeah. Well, fuck that dude. So All he does so, is send dudes out to yeah. get like murdered by like, like Mexican drug yeah. lords. They just replace them with new fucking douchebags with even even spikier <laughs> haircuts. It's like, well
0: we want to look like somebody in charge of this is is like is like really making this documentary, but I'm not going send in Sarush Alvi. Like so it, it yeah, like Bloggy like started an NGO in twenty sixteen called Journeys Against Violence, which it says their job is to give education and job training to former child soldiers.
1: Yeah, he was kidnapping drug addicts. Yeah.
0: And it's... it's...
1: (laughs) He was kidnapping drug addicts. And so you
0: have these two sides of him. He looks... But he
1: taught him how to lay bricks. It's
0: all about how you interpret his story. Because there are people who go whole hog into the redemption arc. The... You know, the, the, the Finding God arc, and that's the people he's making so much money uh, on. So
3: Rob and I had a conversation on the drive up here, basically boiled down to, if the net result of the mission you're pushing is
2: positive,
3: do the motivations actually matter?
2: Um, well, for that I would ask...
1: I would ask he, Marshall he, Applewhite, he, but in, he's fucking dead. Well, yeah.
2: well is, I... Yeah, he came up. My 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 question would be: Did you eat children's hearts?
1: Yeah, were you photographed with severed penises, either in your hand or around your neck? Yeah, I mean, were you giving drugs to children?
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's it's that's the thing is you have this. Are you (laughs) are you are you or have you ever before bragged about sacrificing children? Well, what you have is you have this guy who How
0: is,
1: many men have you eaten?
0: He's staving <laughs> off what he's doing is he is staving off prosecution successfully. Staving yeah, off prosecution. He is still not you right that himself that. as this guy, but he was he, he, this is also the guy who bragged about sacrificing children and waited into ar- and waited into combat against civilians with an AK and his plus 5 dong armor. I, like, it, and, it's, and, and has
3: also said he has killed personally. And, personally and not and not and by instrument. instructions. Like, exactly. He has said he personally killed
2: 20,000
3: 20, human and, beings.
2: My, my my next question is, have you ever swam up in a river, pulled a child down, and broken his neck underwater? No, because I'm not a fucking garbage monster.
0: That sounded oddly defensive, Kyle.
3: (laughs) He wasn't trying to swim.
1: I was never trying to protect that child (laughs) from this cruel world. You don't know where I was. Hey, guys. (laughs) You
2: can't prove it was me. I was working. (laughs) Hey, guys. I think it's back to the basement. (laughs) Just that. The the good news is now it's healthy social
0: distancing. (laughs) (laughs) So... But so yeah, so Man, that's where, fucking
3: dissenting spray is not going to smell good. So that's how
0: that's bed. so that's where Joshua Blaie is today. He's, I think he's making this effort. My my take on it is he's making this effort to make himself look good. I think it's purely cynical. I agree. There's a zero percent chance that any of this. Is I think, think it's purely cynical. I think he's, he's trying not. The opportunity he's he, trying not yeah. to get picked up by Interpol and shipped and off now to I'm, the. Head. I think he's
3: an g- opportunity to make himself a good narrative to sell himself as a redemption story. I don't think he believes anything at all. Period. Now, I think gonna... he enjoyed his time as a fucking psycho killer and is doing whatever he does now so he doesn't spend the rest of his life in a fucking European prison.
1: Yeah, people but monstrous men have been masking monstrous deeds uh, behind the cloak of some kind of religious belief, whether it's the God of War appearing to you and telling you to eat children, or Jesus Christ telling you that you need to uh, help rehabilitate these children,
4: yeah,
1: like it's it's a monstrous man that's done monstrous things, and he's hidden behind the cloak of that. Well,
0: no, I, I think he found the I, I think he found the easiest way in 21st century Africa to wrap himself in popular appeal, yeah, as well to stave off prosecution. And to be mm. honest,
3: there's a distinct possibility. And found the easiest that there are people, way to make fucking money. It's possible there are people he's helping. There's po- It is possible the narrative he's selling, the sermons he's preaching, might be beneficial to some of the people who hear it. Yeah. I don't think he's one of those people. I think he's a fucking monster. And I but think it's possible that the redemption narrative some of these people are hearing is actually beneficial to them. Because, it, listen to the documentary,
0: listen well, those the sermons.
3: The guy can sell his fucking narrative. Yeah. Well, I'm not Holy saying he's shit. not doing
0: good. He sure enough. as hell
1: didn't sell his narrative to the woman he apologized for eating her brother. Yeah. Uh, she sure as hell didn't believe that. She it was, was sobbing hysterically.
0: Yeah. 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 It's. I believe the work he's done lately, I'm sure it's done some good. I I just think that, it, at the very least, his motivations for doing it are entirely cynical. I think from the he doesn't very give a shit beginning, many, he's, he's been a self-centered The no. only person he gives a shit about as to whether what he's doing helps is him.
1: Absolutely, yeah. 100%. Because he doesn't want to be tried for war crimes.
3: And to be fair, like, you know, his his upbringing, the original... I mean, part, I
1: wouldn't want to be tried for war crimes. You get
3: thrown in that shit fucking 11. Like, you don't have a lot of choice in that. But, like, the route that he's followed... I mean, I don't know. I, I, honestly, I can't even begin to process how that fucks with individual. And the only thing I, that I... The the only thing news, that he's I probably, argue. like,
1: he's getting money from the UN he's getting monstrous amounts of foreign aid there are there are religious associations within the United States that send him millions of dollars millions of dollars he's probably getting fucking money from Penn State alumni (laughs) <laughs> like with all yeah, the fucked up kids shit he did to kids
3: dusky
0: fucking child yeah. butt fucking so
1: like... those kids were lying but so that's where Joshua
0: Blighie is today but in a fun little coda to this whole story
1: uh, nothing not, nothing oh, puts boy. a nice little bow on a happy-go-lucky story about a dude eating kid dicks
0: I don't know general butt
3: fucking naked
0: yes So, uh, so his actions are reflected in the character of. My hero! Of of General Buck fucking Naked in the musical The Book of Mormon. From Matt Stone and Trey Parker, the guys who created South Park. They
3: wanted Uh, to do Coney. Trey Parker
0: is. is We're getting to this. Trey Parker is my god. The lovely. So, first off, the show, I've never laughed at a musical more. It is so goddamn I still funny. haven't seen it. I honestly uh, still I, I, haven't I seen it. I sat down in that theater and from the beginning to the end, and maybe this is just because I'm a South Park fan or this is kind of my sense of humor. It's the, Their sense of humor is so odd. I was doing that, like, tears down the cheeks, hard to breathe I laughing for I watched, two and a half hours. I
3: watched uh, South Park, Bigger, Better, whatever the fuck they call it.
1: Bigger, Longer, and Uncut.
3: From an academic perspective, in a film class at Pitt, yeah. three times... Three different classes brought that film up as like the height of social commentary. Yeah. The
1: reason why it's it's South Park's respected social commentary is because they've never made a joke about somebody that didn't deserve it.
2: Yeah, and right. they last like the last like everybody's yeah like, they're, 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 they're they're coming for you. Never ever partial. No, you
1: know, no, I I it know, doesn't like, matter.
3: Uh, I don't know if I agree with it in the last like three four years, but before that they.
0: But so, originally, but originally season. the character's name was supposed to be General Coney. Yeah. But they changed because when the show was in preview rehearsals, 20, 20, that 20, Coney 20, 20, 2012 video yeah. was released. Yeah, that yeah. dude was
1: jacking it in San Diego.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, then Jason Russell had his little naked breakdown episode. And, yeah. yeah. So.
1: Oh, man, that was so weird. The, but, there was a lot of stomping
0: involved. Yeah. But thus, in order to not seem like they were playing off of that shitty viral video. Instead of actually having beaten them to the punch, which they yep. did, Stone and Parker instead decided to model the character off of Joshua Blaye and called him General Butt Fucking Naked. And so, on that note of these guys taking American mass market entertainment and using it to take the piss out of this guy, we come to the end of our story of General uh, of General Butt Naked. <laughs> Mercifully. Blighy. And we will see in the future how his story continues to play out. Maybe the yep. hate cash is in that chip. Maybe because Lord knows he deserves it. God, Absolutely, great. Lord knows he deserves it. But
1: the, another another fun fact is but like still we find said,
0: cases from the Balkan wars. So. Right? Yeah,
1: they, 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 they they're not known for uh, being expedient. Um, with all of the money that he's that's coming in and all that, uh, the the one thing that his uh, journeys against violence. Uh, the organization has always claimed is how desperately low they are on cash. Yeah. You know, he's he's getting checks for uh, over a mil- sometimes tens yeah. of millions of dollars. But uh, they're they're always just keeping their heads above water. Yeah. Always. Which is another reason and why this person is an right absolute place. fucking monster.
0: And some so of that money is going to the right places and they have the receipts to back it up. But so much of it, just poof. Mm-hmm. So,
3: every modern... Well, you guys... Uh, yeah. You guys, I
0: mean, you guys asking
1: to... for
2: cash.
1: Yeah, you so, have... uh Wounded Warrior. Susan Coleman.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go... No, God, yeah. You guys kept talking over me. But at this...
1: <laughs> Listen, Potter, I'm not here to talk it...
2: <laughs> but see, here's the thing. You keep talking! Mom... But... <laughs> You might have taken our jobs. Padre, the the floor is yours. Padre has the floor. Okay. When you guys were talking about Christianity, here's the thing: as a Christian, as somebody that is, you guys know, I'm, I'm the Padre. I'm particularly Christian. Um, God judges the heart, and. If Gerald butt naked is doing wonderful things for those people, then that's great. It's not my place. And it's never going to be my place to say, well, yeah, he needs to go to hell. Well, it's not my job. It's above my pay rate. No, it's the Hague's job and they fucked it up.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, well, it's the Hague's well,
2: job. It is funny you say that, Chris, because that is the Hague's job. Yeah. It's, like, it's their like, actual job. Well, <laughs> it's exactly. Yeah, like there's I no, will say this.
0: I don't know if he's deserving of a sentence, but I believe the situation is deserving of a trial to examine.
2: I, well, I will say this. I don't think there are many people, and you guys know that I am not a fan of capital punishment. And you, you guys know that I have come from, mm-hmm. as as somebody that He's leans into. to the right, I am somebody that came from a point of being pro-capital punishment to being anti-capital punishment. This guy needs killing. <laughs> yeah, he, never, <laughs> he deserves
0: the killing. You can, yeah. you, your, your redemption arc can be there for somebody who kills somebody in a drug driving accident. Right. For somebody who used child soldiers to murder 20,000 people, 20,000 of his own people. That he admits to? That he admits to? Uh, I think we're past the point of redemption. I
3: mean, I guess. So this is,
2: this is going to No, come. we're, we're, are, we're, we're past, past terrible. We, we, well, um, wait a second. We are past the point of human rede- redemption. Yeah. That, That, I will. So, my thought
3: on this is. Imagine you're 16 and people start giving you positive feedback for the behavior you're giving. Mm -hmm. He was, what, 16 to 25 during all this horseshit? (laughs) Yeah. It doesn't take much to fall in line with. If people start giving you positive reinforcement for the actions you're giving, what he did wasn't right. But, like,.
2: Um, as a yeah.
3: you can't find an as someone who used to be an teenager you're not going to find an explanation
2: sure yeah, you, don't yes. but you can find f- an explanation yeah. I, I know that I mean, positive yeah.
3: reinforcement takes you in a lot of really questions like, as directions. you said whether it's
0: you know God Nyambe away or the Great Pumpkin or whoever's going to judge him after he shuffles off this mortal coil right that's up exactly. to them how many in Easter- our vote asshole
3: yeah, asshole great, but how many Easter well I don't do you know, know fucking-
1: maybe we should his side of it <laughs> everything's up for debate now <laughs>
3: I a fucking hey, Chris, town, so did you have to disown because they, like, just built fucking reef
0: schools? Yeah.
3: Like, this shit happens across the board. I don't
0: know. I say, I, I say, like at him. least he sits down at the Hague and he has to sit in front
3: And that's what the court. That's what I want.
0: And it's up to the court. After and he needs to own up to yeah. his behavior. And after that, I don't know. So, yeah, that's the story of Joshua Blay. <gasps> Thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, for a super cohesive, I, I, and structured I, narrative, we're just as
1: crisp as we ever were.
0: I, I, yeah. I, so I think um, <laughs> I think we need to take a moment. Um, <coughs> look, 2020 was a real dick punch of a year for just about everybody, mm-hmm. unless mm-hmm. you're a, a super billionaire. But we, did, yeah, uh, yeah, unless
1: you're uh, unless you're Elon Musk.
0: And if yeah. you are, please
3: donate to our Patreon. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> right. Uh,
0: $10 Remember $10 when Elon Musk brand brand said he was model. selling
1: all of his stuff, and then he cost uh, his the company that he stole because he's yes. Karen uh 14 what was it like 14 billion dollars valuation in Roughly. you know what in, in uh like 70 characters yeah. and then he named this yeah.
2: kid after a bad airplane <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you know uh, just some other numbers and letters
0: <laughs> some Cat stuff across a keyboard <laughs> yeah. space karen so yeah so it's, it's so we uh, we lost a member of the. Yeah,
1: there's an family. elephant in the room, and, and, and I'll I'll address this, and then we'll just we'll simply move on from it. Right. Um, we uh, we did lose uh, a valued member of the of the 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 crew. Um, our canine outreach uh, ambassador, uh, he passed away last week. Um, he went peacefully with dignity. Um, uh, surrounded by friends, and I hope we can all go uh, the same way. Just with one last, uh, one last great hurrah. Yeah. But uh, there, there is a silver lining. Um, we have another one. <laughs> uh, ye- yesterday, I, uh, I I brought home a new member of the family and uh, a new member of the crew. Um, and I, and when I say I just brought him home, he doesn't even have a name. But uh, yeah, there's there's a puppy involved. Uh, there's a new golden retriever in the in the kitchen.
0: We'll post some photos. He's yeah, and he
1: will be uh, he will be adorable. Uh, hopefully, carrying on the uh, the legacy of of, uh, of Jack, our our beloved. Uh, he was one of the original. He was uh,
0: when it was just you, me in the kitchen. Yeah, the troika. It was um yeah you 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 said you've said repeatedly that there were two types of people in this world. There were Jack's friends, and there were people who hadn't become friends with Jack. Correct. And, uh, yeah, so I'm going to raise my glass. Yeah,
1: and I hope you, uh, you all do at home. Because, uh, like. Jack, uh, that dog fucking loved drinking beer. Yeah. So, farewell, <laughs> farewell, <laughs> so farewell
0: to the mighty Jack. Yeah, so. We miss you, buddy. But, uh, yeah, so, we, uh, there's a hole, there's, there's definitely a hole in our hearts. Where but, can they
1: uh, find us on social media?
0: Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, if you want to, if you want to see, uh, some lovely <laughs> memorials to Jack and some uh, some pictures of uh, the new Little Prince,
1: uh, who, uh, like I said, at, at present is nameless. But I, uh, yeah. uh, yes. I'll, I'll have I one by the, the next episode. Uh, like I'll, prob- I'll so probably have yeah, one. Chris, where can they find us? Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at TRR Pod. Uh, oh no, I'm sorry, I lied. Uh, on Twitter, we are at Podcast TRR. Uh, on Instagram, we are TRR Pod. Uh, if you'd like to follow us on Facebook, you can simply search Thieves, Rogues, and Renegades. Uh, and uh, you can find us on Patreon to find some more exclusive content. Uh, we do have a new camera. Uh,
3: it's all nudes. All the time.
1: Full, full nude. Uh, apparently we have the, uh, the capacity to do some live stuff yes. as well. So we can even do a little bit of streaming. Uh, so be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel.
0: Yes, if you like what we do and you think what we do is worthy uh, of a couple bucks a month, for for as little as a dollar a month, you can support us at T R trrpot
3: Really, we we miss you. We miss being here for yeah. you. Yeah, it's it's, 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 it's good really to be home. To be back. <sighs>
1: you um, know we're we're not in uh, we're not in mid season form, but uh, but damn it, we tried.
0: No, nah, we're, we're we're getting back on the track so and, and now uh, we have a puppy. Now and, we have a puppy. And I got to say, next the next uh, episode, this story. Oh, oh, I can't wait! I can't wait. It is one of the most extraordinary tales. I've ever heard is of a guy who here's the thing we are in the last couple weeks with events going on of late we are starting to be exposed to events from the past that nobody knows about but everybody should
1: I was a history major and in a 400 level class we didn't cover Juneteenth
0: no no or
1: you know that Tulsa Ray wasn't in it like yeah. it's, it's
0: and this is one of those stories we're going to be examining a man named Robert Smalls who I didn't know about, who I didn't know about until last year when I was in Charleston. Jesus, I found out about. Yeah, him that's then. where
1: I. There was a plaque. Yeah. There's a plaque of him, uh, and the only reason I know this is it's around the corner of a bar. Yeah, <laughs> I don't remember the yeah. name of the bar. I mean, I mean, there's there's I a found. small
0: display in one of the city museums about him. And that's where I found out about him. But God, it was, uh, no, I was drinking.
1: It's, you, you got to drink in Charleston. Pitt, it's a yeah. thousand degrees and it's in a swamp.
0: Yeah,
3: Pitt had an excellent Black History Cities uh, segment of their Western Civ.
0: And, yeah, the story of Robert Smalls is, it's, you won't believe it, because for a little while, I didn't either. But What's
3: we're going to talk it? about
0: it next time.
1: Yeah, I mean, we we talked about uh, guys stealing trains. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Talked about guys stealing planes.
3: We talked about a guy stealing the hearts out of children.
1: Yeah, now Robert Smalls it's <laughs> not, is... not, ple- not in the fun, pleasant, <laughs> Yeah, language. it's not, not, not in the, uh. The the semi romantic gone in which, with like, the in which wind. Somebody uh, like
0: Mike Barnett steals the heart of everyone he meets. No, it's, I just, no, uh, I just uh, steal violent, violent. I just <laughs> steal cocaine and pubes. <laughs> so, welcome back yeah. pubic hair. It's um,
3: and, it's
2: oh, and, and, and
0: the one thing the
2: quarantine was good for. Welcome yes, back pubic was. hair. I mean, look, I can't believe that I don't have many, many, many more followers because. I gotta tell you for the last time. everything's months, coming up
1: Padre no nope.
2: <laughs> corporate <laughs> real
1: estate thing dude, of the past dude, hey, pubic dude. hair business Nobody is shaving <laughs> it's like the fucking pube rush of 1849 <laughs> this is the Klondike of Bush
2: and I'm
0: all like is that, right yes. next, is that right next to the Gaza Strip of Dixie? No, That was a, uh, that was a
1: great line. I, please stop this. I, I hope the Gaza Strip of, Dix- of Dixie did not get swept onto the rug of crosstalk because that was a tremendous joke. No, I think it went in
0: pretty well. <laughs> nice. so, and here we are. We're now having our after show discussion during the show. So we're going to wrap it up by saying right. it's weird times out there still. I mean, things are opening up, but for the love of God, go out there. Be safe.
1: Yeah, just use your fucking head. Be
0: safe. Um, the measures that you, the people are asking you to take, it's not just about you. It's about the people out there around you. And uh, love your fellow man. Yeah. It's be safe out there. Stay healthy. Just
1: wash your fucking hands.
0: Stay healthy. Wash <laughs> your hands,
3: wear a mask, and be yeah. fucking angry where it's appropriate. Um,
0: to all of our LGBTQ friends out there, happy Pride Month.
2: Amen. Happy Wrath month.
0: month. Happy Pride oh, Month, Wrath Month, however you want to approach this. We love you. We're glad you're here. And And conveniently
3: uh, today was one of those small victories where the Supreme Court pulled their head out of their fucking assholes and gave us a victory.
0: Six times (laughs) (laughs) It's, well, I don't know. Clarence Thomas has a big head. That might be a different tone on that one. (laughs) <laughs> He's got, oh, have you seen that man's dog have you seen that baby well,
3: we love you and we support you yeah, We're, we, love uh, you. we support you. It's it's here.
1: 10 gallon head and a 5 gallon hat my best
3: friends all fall into that eyes. category
0: um, and yes so uh, also from all four of us I believe we say unequivocally 5 of us Black Lives Matter now more than ever yes. great and <laughs> go out there and continue to be kind to the people around you
1: Oh, Fuck, great. Kyle just bad. gave everybody the Rona. Fuck,
0: it's good to be back. It, it it just is.
1: Well, now now we got to quarantine for two weeks because Kyle yeah. wants to stop fucking sneezing. <laughs> Jesus,
2: Kyle. God. Oh, shit, I have a Kyle? mask in my pocket. I'm Kyle's. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry. I should have said. God damn it, Kyle. <laughs> so, <laughs> fair Yeah. So uh, this is again, a- again.
1: Have- if you guys do choose to go out before before Rob sends us off, uh, if you do choose to go back out to a bar or a restaurant, uh, just remember <sighs> that your tolerance for alcohol, uh, much like Kyle's, is probably way lower than it used to be. Yes. <laughs> so you're just going to be wooing and stumbling all over yourself after three beers. Hopefully in a kitchen and not at a bar. Yes. Uh, uh- <laughs> remember, use your Yay! head.
0: So. Yeah, go out there. Be safe. Be kind. Be well. Um, we're, we're gonna have to quarantine you. for two weeks now, but the good news is, is two weeks from now is exactly when we're gonna be recording the next episode. So until then, y'all, do me fast. all favors.